Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. We are live on YouTube now. Uh, Obsidian Achievement on YouTube. If you want to watch, uh, actually watch, um, I go over, I, I sometimes reiterate concepts. We touch on it here, uh, but I try to talk about different concepts on YouTube. So if you actually want to see my face while I'm talking, uh, head over to YouTube, Obsidian Achievement. The first episode is out now. Uh, I, I have links up on my uh, Instagram story. I'll, I'll, I'll pin it to my page too. Uh, in my bio, and uh, I also have it on my Facebook, so um, Obsidian Achievement on Instagram, if you're not following me there, go ahead, pop in, give me a follow, uh, and I'm on Facebook just as Michael Russin, um, way more active on Instagram than I am Facebook, but, <coughs> excuse me, anyways, uh, things can be a real mess before they get really good, I think people um, underestimate how bad things have to get sometimes before they start to get better. And the the way I think of this is like a Rubik's Cube. Now, I'm not a Rubik's Cube solver, but I remember we had this kid that worked for me uh, in Erie when I lived in Erie, um, and I was in the life insurance business, and this kid was like a genius. Like, you could, you could scramble this Rubik's Cube and give it to him. I mean, I mean just make it an absolute mess and give it to him uh, and he'd solve it and I remember like watching him work on it like for the first couple seconds it just like it looked like he made it worse like it looked like a complete mess like none of the colors were even close to being lined up and then all of a sudden you would just see things start to come together side by side by side and then before you know it boom it's solved but it was a complete mess before it got solved and I think that there's a lesson there for all of us is that a lot of times in life things get really messy before they get really good and again as I said before I think people underestimate how messy and bad things can really get and this doesn't mean that you sit around and just anticipate everything to turn to dookie on you that's not what I'm saying what I am saying is I'm speaking to the individuals out there that are maybe in a messy part of their relationship a messy part of their marriage, a messy part of their business, finances, a messy part of some somewhere in their life. Things often look really messy before they get really good. And the main thing is, and the reason why things stay messy forever for some people is that they give up. Just like that kid used to just keep working on the Rubik's Cube no matter how much of a, how much no sense it made to look at. He just kept plugging away at it and like I said before, you know it side by side by side started coming together. So with you, you've got to make sure that you resolve to never give up. You know, life, life, the victors in life aren't the strongest or the bravest or although it does take a lot of strength and bravery. They're not the smartest. I know very a lot of very physically strong people that are doing nothing with their lives. I know a lot of uh, very smart people that are doing nothing with their lives. Life, at the end of the day, the winners are the ones that never gave up. The winners are the ones that never gave up. I have a lot of people ask me, you know, Mike, what... You know, should I leave this industry and try this industry? And well, and I always ask them, well, 
Are there millionaires in your industry? Are there people right now where you're at doing what you want to do someday? Yes, yes, Mike, of course there are. Okay. Well, then what are you going to hop for? You know what I mean? Like, if they can do it, you can do it. They just didn't give up. And sometimes things come easier to certain people, and that's why the that's why you can't compare. Comparison is the thief of happiness. Well, this kid, it only took him a year to get to this contract and this size team and this. And me, I've been here three years and people compare, compare, compare. You don't know what the circumstances were. You don't know what happened behind the scenes. You don't know who helped out. A lot of times, you know, people get help um, in certain businesses. You know, they get a lot of help behind the scenes in certain businesses. And, you know, there's there's also nepotism with families and things like that. You can't, you can't. And all of that's fine. All of that's a normal part of business. None of that is wrong. I don't think nepotism is wrong at all. If you are, if you built a business as a family, then yeah, keep it in the family. People say nepotism like it's a bad thing. People always accuse me of nepotism in the business with my brother uh, when I was in the life insurance business. And what nobody saw behind the scenes is that I was much harder on him than I was anybody else. <clears throat> but anyways, you just can't give up. It's that simple. It's re- Life is so simple. It's just you just keep going. Like we said yesterday, micro actions, macro patience. <laughs> you got to be patient. For some of you, it's going to be another three years. It's going to be another five years. And if you don't want to hear that, then I got bad news for you, champ. You don't have what it takes. I think people sell people short. They're, oh, yeah, 12 months, 18 months of the grind. And no, 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 no. Anything that you could build in 12 to 18 months without like, like I could build a company in 12 to 18 months because I have 11 years of eating shit, pardon my French, in business under my belt. So now it's just a transfer of skill set. I'm not building, I'm always building my skill set, but the, the, the foundation for the most part is built. Some of you just getting your start in business, you get ready, three to five years at least if you're lucky. Some people go 10 years. Listen to Andy Frisella. Andy Frisella, who is just a multi, 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 multi-millionaire now. Uh, very, very, very successful. Has the most ridiculous car collection ever. His car collection's got to be worth, like, I don't know, 20 mil or something like that. I don't know. He's, he's always got a different car. But, you know, he slept on a pea-stained mattress in the back of, his fa- or, uh, back of a warehouse for, like, 10 years, dude. Like, he was... Him and his buddy started a supplement store, if I remember correctly. And, you know, it just, he, it was like 10 or 11 years before he, like, turned a profit, I believe, if I remember his story correctly. 10 to 11 years before he turned a profit. Now he's basically a household name. Everybody knows who Andy is. If you're listening to me, you know who Andy Frisella is. A lot of people say we're similar. And I don't, you know, I haven't listened to him in quite some time, but I grew up on him in business. Uh, back when it was the MFCEO project, uh, probably 2017, 2016, 2017, 2018. I'd say those probably earlier, probably 2015, 2016, 2017. Uh, back, when, like I said, when it was the MFCEO project, like purple letters, half of his face on the screen. Anybody else remember that? <clears throat> I listened to him every morning and he got me through some really tough times. So I don't know where I, I got to give Andy some love, Mr. Frisella. Uh, I would encourage you, his, his new podcast, just throw in Andy Frisella in, uh, in uh, Spotify or something like that. He'll, wherever you listen to me, he'll pop right up. Uh, he's a good one to listen to. 
He's even a little bit more intense sometimes than me or similar. I don't know, maybe we're the same. He swears a little bit more than me, um, a lot more than me. That's, I think the reason why I used to swear so much is because I was listening to Andy. <laughs> I used to listen to Andy for 20 minutes every morning on the way to the office. I used to play him when I got to the office. You know, people would come into the office and he'd be playing and he's just dropping F-bombs left and right. He focuses a little bit more on politics now. I, again, I haven't listened in about four to six months, but last time I listened, he was definitely more of a political focus uh, than he used to be. Uh, but I think he does like Q&A podcasts. But anyways, check him out. What, what other good podcasters are there? I really like Ed Milet. Um, I really like uh, Taylor Welch. Taylor Welch uh, rebranded his podcast, I believe. I believe it used to be Daily Mind Medicine. I think it's something different now. I got to get back into listening to him. I really like Taylor Welch. Um, like I said, Ed Milet, Andy Frisella. Those are like, if I'm going to listen to a podcast, uh, I tried that one, Lex Friedman. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's a deep state plant. Uh, I, I'm almost positive he's a deep state plant. Although uh, his podcast that he did with the one of the co-founders of Facebook, uh, Indian sounding name, was, ooh, was really, really good. So Lex Friedman also has some very good material. The reason why I say he's a deep state plant is he's not particularly, I don't think he's a very good interviewer. He's very intelligent, uh, but he's not like the most engaging person. So I'm like suspicious of people that aren't that good, that get very popular very quickly. And then all of a sudden somehow have all these crazy guests on their show. Joe Rogan obviously is a great one to listen to. Great one to listen to. I'd say those guys, man. Lex Friedman, Joe Rogan, Ed Milet, Andy Frisella, uh, Taylor Welch. Those are all really good podcasts that you can add into the rotation. And, of course, this guy named Mike Russin's got some decent stuff. I think he's a little crazy, though. He might be a deep state plant. <laughs> what if I started a cult? Like an anti-government cult that just turned everybody in. <laughs> you guys know anybody that anybody that's close to me knows the hate for the government is very real. It's visceral. <laughs> There's nothing they could offer me. Nothing. You know, I, I played with the idea, man. If I was, if I didn't have a kid, and I was earlier in my twenties. You know, I'm 31 now, but. Um, you know, I played around with the military for a little bit. I think I, I, I think I would go like if I was ten years younger and didn't have a baby. Um, which, by the way, we've started telling people, and it's it's still really early. But uh, I guess I'll just make the official announcement here. Uh, Ada is fifteen weeks old, and Geneva's pregnant again. <laughs> so. Five pregnant or five positive tests in a row. I mean, it's got to be, you know, it's got to be three weeks. We've lost three or four in the past. So I don't get my, you know, not that I don't get my hopes up. I'm obviously thrilled. I'm over the moon. I told y'all I was going to start cranking them out quick. But, uh, yeah, Geneva's pregnant again already. <laughs> so, like, Ada and uh, I'm hoping, well, I'd, I'd be happy with whatever's healthy. But, you know, if we have a boy or whatever, a girl. Um, they'll they'll be born around like the same time. How funny is that? Like February, March. 
Excuse me. Wife is crazy, man. She says she's like, Michael, can you come here? <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, jeez. And I go, and I'm like, I'm, I'm walking towards the bedroom, and then she's in the bathroom. Like, oh no, is she like bleeding or something. Like, what's, what's going on? I'm still like, because with Ada, she bled a lot because she had that placenta previa, and it was scary sometimes. Scary. There's a couple times where we thought she was like miscarrying, and it was just. Ugh, oh boy, hope we don't have to go through that again But anyways, she calls me into the bathroom And I start to get like the hairs on the back of my neck Standing up and I like knew And she's standing there holding the test And it's, uh, a, well two of them One, it's got two lines Very clear and then the other one's a big yes With a positive sign I'm like, oh damn Here we go baby <laughs> So yeah I might be a dad times two here Within the next nine months Uh and then we're going to crank out another one, baby. That's how I told her I'm going to keep her pregnant for the next 10 years. But anyways, <laughs> same prayer for my wife. Um, but what I was saying is, I think I joined Special Forces. You know, I, I think I'd try to go like Delta Force. I think I would try, you know, obviously, I don't know. I'd, I'd be torn between, I can't remember what the Marines one is again. Oh, wow, those people look rough. Dude, there's like... I don't know if it's a homeless camp in the woods about two miles, three miles from the gym, but like some mornings I'll be driving through here and just some creatures come crawling out of this like trail in the forest. And uh, there were some creatures back there and it's pouring rain. I feel bad. It's pouring rain. Um, you got to wonder what, what series of decisions somebody makes to find themselves in such a state that you can't even house yourself. I mean, that's that's pretty bad. But anyways, um, shoot, what was it? Oh, I would join. I would go special forces, man. I kind of get, uh, I get, I get pretty excited looking pictures, looking at pictures of these. Uh, I care Marsop or Marscop, something like that. I think that's the Marine Special Forces. You got Delta Force. You got the SEALs, obviously. There's a cut Dev Grew, D E V G R U. I think those guys are like the most badass. I don't know. It would be really cool. And just probably the stuff these guys have seen that they can just never, ever talk about. And the training that they've been through and the bodies that they've stacked. I mean, I just, it's, it's <laughs> I think I would have been. I think my second calling in life would have been a special forces operator. I feel like I could have. Uh, I feel like they would have, you know, this is egotistical, but I feel like uh, whatever enemies we were fighting, I would have a special nickname. <laughs> you know? I think I missed that one calling. But then again, you know, Ada wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be with Geneva. I don't, I don't really want to, you know, what war am I going to... I talked about this the other day. You know, there's no admirable cause in warfare now. You know what I mean? But spec ops guys, they do, I mean, they're not even really involved with the main war. They're they're doing things behind the scenes, you know what I mean, that we don't ever know about. They're literally toppling entire regimes, four guys, <laughs> by killing three people. You know, it's pretty cool. But anyways, uh, I don't know how we got on that tangent. But yeah, Geneva's pregnant again, so there's a uh, official announcement. But again, super early on, super early on, maybe three weeks in, maybe. Because um, we we know when it happened. <laughs> we, we know when it happened. Yeah, you just know. You're like, yeah, since my poor grandmother listens to this. 
you know, afterwards, you just think, yeah, that was the one. <laughs> that one there was a baby maker. <laughs> it's, 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 it's human life and biology. I'm married. I'm doing it within the confines of marriage. So I don't, I'm not doing anything wrong. I should feel bad about saying that. It's a, it's a little bit TMI. All right, I'll let you guys go before we get go off the rails here anymore. Hey, I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, and I will talk to y'all very, very soon. Have a good Sunday. Spend some time with the Lord. Peace.